0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Cross Point Podcast. And please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd love to have you join us in person at 10 a.m. this Sunday at Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can also connect with us online at frbc.com. Thanks again for checking us out. And enjoy the episode.
1: In our lives. And so last week we talked about what changes you. We talked about the Word of God, Spirit of God, the people of God, those that you surround yourself with. But where does change actually happen? And the reason why I want us to talk about this is because it's easy for us to assume, well, I am changing, I'm showing up to church, I'm listening to Christian music, I have good friends, I I have this, and so we just assume, well, I must be changing. And the truth is, is that for many of you, Um, and maybe many christians in the world we don't actually know where that change is happening or where it is occurring and so um, with that in mind we've got a few more notebooks and so if you have not picked up one of those notebooks i would encourage you to do so Uh, it's basically a 90-day spiritual growth journal Um, but day one there's actually an evaluation in there and it asks you, how many times have you shared the gospel in the past month, I believe? How many times have you read the Word of God? And just kind of shows you, don't be discouraged by it, all right? Some people take a, an evaluation like that, and they just kind of bail out, like, oh, well, I don't like this. Like, it tells me that I'm not a good Christian. That's not the point of it, okay? The point of it is to show you and to help you gauge where you are at right now as a Christian. And so, for you and I, as as people who are called of God, We must have a regular evaluation of, is God changing me? And so I want us to look at Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 12. We alluded to this verse last week, but I really want us to hone in on it uh, today. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 12. It's a a common verse, but it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Let's go ahead, just for sake of context, uh, continue reading down to the end of the passage. It says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest or not seen or shown in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do, talking about God. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, For we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's go back and read verse number 12 one more time. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder, of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. For the next couple of minutes, I want us to talk about where does change occur? If your life is going to be changed, where does it occur? Let's pray and we'll ask the Lord to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you um, just for your word. Lord, may you apply it to our hearts and lives. Lord, may your Holy Spirit, even right now, through your word, be impacting and leading and guiding someone in this room to begin to experience real change. Lord, may we see you as the only means by which we can change. In your name we pray. Amen. Sometimes when you talk about change or when you hear about change or something, it's very quickly identified where that change begins to occur, okay? So if you are talking about financial change and maybe you're talking about your budget with someone or maybe you're taking financial peace with Dave Ramsey or whatever, the idea is that your bank account will begin to change your retirement fund will begin to look different your your uh, maybe your spending habits will begin to change so where change occurs is very obvious that it occurs in your financial state if you're talking about your health and maybe a diet or some sort of exercise or some sort of maybe lifestyle that you're beginning to live, it's easy for you to say, okay, change should begin to occur in the way that maybe I look, the way that I feel, that my pants fit me differently, that that my clothes are a little bit baggy, that I have all of a sudden this sudden burst of energy and I don't even need an energy drink to, to get that, okay? Like I don't even need coffee. You begin to feel that something is different. But yet sometimes when we talk about spiritual change, when we, when we talk about change that comes from the Word of God, we almost step back and we scratch our heads like, well, I don't really know what that changes, okay? We maybe even assume that, well, if I'm beginning to be changed by God, that means that all of a sudden I will just start giving all my money away, okay? And that is part of it. But we sometimes think, well, maybe if change begins to occur in my life, then I will have more joy, and that's part of it. But identifying where change occurs is important and here's why because until we can recognize that change is beginning and occurring inwardly i don't know that we necessarily have a draw or an attraction to godly change because if true change begins to occur inwardly it affects everything around you over the last couple months and really i guess years It seems as though my wife and I have been trying to learn more about how to be healthy and how to how to take care of our bodies. I obviously am not doing a great job at that. If you can look and see me. All right. But uh, obviously you can look and see me. That was a stupid way to say that. All right some of you are like, yep, we well, see you, you, all right, okay, I know where y'all's minds go, because mine go the same way when I'm sitting there listening to someone, and isn't it funny, sometimes as a speaker, there's two types of speakers, there's the type of speaker who just breezes over something like that, and, like, just acts like it never happened, and everybody in the crowd's, like, smirking, and, like, looking at each other, I'm not that type, because it happened in my mind, too, and so I'm like, I just gotta call it out, so that's what I just said, that was a stupid way to say that, all right, moving on, all right, um, <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, um, as we were, as we were, as we have kind of tried to study this, and as we've looked at it and whatever, um, it's easy to fall into the trap of well, maybe I want everything externally to to look better and to feel better. Like I want big arms, or I want to be able to squat five hundred pounds, and I don't know that I could squat five pounds right now. Okay, but we want all of these maybe external things, and so it's easy for you to look and say, well, the external is the goal. But as we've kind of studied our health and tried to figure out what works and what doesn't work, what I have found is that so much of change happens by what you put into your body. It happens internally, meaning this, that if you're eating right, if you're, if you're digesting the right things, if you're taking certain supplements, if you're taking different things, then guess what? Your body is going to feel like it is able to do something. Now I want you to listen. For some of us as Christians, We have been duped into the same lie as almost the physical world to where maybe we think, well, I need to focus on my mind or I need to focus on my appearance or I need to focus on all of these things when the truth is, is that internal change impacts everything. Heart change, soul change, spiritual change actually has a way of changing the external, of changing the mental, of changing the physical, the things around you, the financial, whatever. Internal change is where it starts. And so for us, if we are going to truly be changed, if we are going to look different than this world and have experienced something that Jesus Christ wants us to experience, that won't start by just adding certain things into our mind, by adding certain things into our lifestyle. That will start by truly experiencing spiritual internal change from the Word of God. And so three places that change occurs from this verse. The first one is this. Change occurs spiritually. Change occurs spiritually. When he talks about the Word of God, he talks about how powerful it is, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. But I want you to notice the first thing that it pierces. It says, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. He says this, this is something that is going deeper than what you may even assume that it is going When you think about a sword, we assume that, well, it's only going to impact maybe my flesh. That if you get cut by something, it pierces and it it bleeds. But watch this. The Word of God goes deeper than just a flesh wound. The Word of God has a way of driving something deep into your life, of maybe digging something out of your life, of pointing out some things that are much deeper than just surface-level things, which is why many Christians, when they begin to fail spiritually, the first thing that gets dropped in their life is the Word of God. Maybe it's their regular Bible reading. Maybe it's even that they show up to church and they just are completely unattentive to the Word of God. Maybe it's that they ignore the teaching of the Word of God. Maybe that they ignore biblical counsel. It can show up in a variety of ways. But it's because that Word, that sword, is piercing to the soul and to the spirit. I'm not sure how many of you can recall all of the teaching that we did on the soul. I believe it was 2019. um, One of my favorite series still to date that I've ever gotten to teach. I feel like it was one of those ones that I could have ran with for like a year and a half just because there was so much there. But when we talked about it is well with my soul, one of the things that we brought out so much about the soul was that it is something that is deeper than what we can even fathom. When you say it is well with your soul, What you're saying is that I am well at a deeper level than any other circumstance in this life. I may not be well physically, but I can be well in my soul. I may not be well mentally, but I can be well in my soul. I may not be well in financially, I may not be well in any of these other areas, but I can be well in my soul. And the only way that that occurs is as you pick up this word, as you pick up this book that God has given you and I for our spiritual change, and you say, God, would you allow it to pierce me? When was the last time you read something out of God's word? I want you to think about this. When was the last time you read something out of God's Word and it had a little bit of an, oh, like, man, God, you got me on that one. Sometimes we don't like to hear what God has to say. And it is for that reason that we are not being changed. Because true change occurs spiritually. It occurs inwardly. And watch this. As the inward man begins to change, I want you to notice that secondly, that change occurs physically. Change occurs physically. He says this, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, but then he, I want you to see this. He says, and of the joints and morrow. Of the joints and morrow. He goes from something that is ultra spiritual and kind of even hard to, to wrap our minds around of soul and spirit, and then he goes to something that is very physical of joints and marrow. You can see a joint, you can see Morrow, you can see these physical things, and the result of something spiritual being uh, changed in your life is that the physical begins to change as well that the Word of God is not just there to fill a hole in your soul and to maybe carve something out of your soul. It is also there to change you physically. Now watch this. When we talk about physically, don't come to the Word of God and think, well, if I read this, I'm going to be buff one day. Or if I read this, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Or if I read this, I'm going to be rich, okay? That's not what I'm talking about physically. I'm talking about something that is still under the surface because isn't it interesting that he says joints and marrow and doesn't say skin and body image? It's still something that is below the surface. And watch this. I want, Please don't miss this. Please. Okay? Internal change, internal spiritual change does still affect your physical world but not always the way that culture seems to think that it does. That may mean for you joy in the midst of anxiety. That may mean for you encouragement in the midst of discouragement. That's your physical world. It may mean a smile on your face in the midst of something that is not really worth smiling about. It may mean some sort of financial, really just something that doesn't make sense to anyone else, but God has told you to do it. That's your physical world. It may mean blessings. It may mean different answers to prayer that impact your physical world. But the word of God has a way of piercing to that soul, but also piercing to that layer underneath to where he says, let me help you with your joy. Let me help you with your giving. Let me help you with your love. Let me help you with how you show other people that I love them. Let me help you do and experience something that this world cannot match. So it impacts us physically. It impacts us spiritually. But then thirdly, and I want you to see this, it change occurs mentally. He says, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Sometimes, if we're not careful, Scripture sometimes uses different terminology than we do, okay? We believe that we are created in the image of God, right? We all believe that. We've seen that in Genesis 1, 28 and 29, where God says, let us make man in our image, okay? Birthed out of that, I believe, And I believe that I can show you this from 1 Thessalonians 5.23, from Hebrews 4.12, and a variety of other verses. I believe that if we are made in the image of God, who is a trinity, that we are made up as a trichotomous being. Now, bear with me. I know it's 10.45 on a Sunday morning, and some of you are like, there was not enough caffeine in the coffee for the word trichotomy, all right? I'm just kidding, all right? That means that we are made up as a being of three as well. Many times we describe that as body, soul, and spirit, or we maybe describe it as heart, soul, and mind, or all these things, and we we get all of these different kind of terminology, all right? Essentially, what you have is a three-part being of body, physical, mind, mental, soul, or spirit, internal, spiritual. Now watch this. The word of God pierces each and every one of those. He says is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That word heart is not referring to maybe your physical heart, but I mean, you ever heard someone say, well, their heart is made up, okay? Or their mind is made up, or they've got their heart set on that, right? What influences that passion? Your mind. Okay, the thoughts and intents of the heart. So watch this. That means that when we have allowed the Word of God to change us internally, when we've allowed the Word of God to show us maybe how to handle our finances, when we've allowed the Word of God to show us how to handle our physical world, we also must believe and agree that the Word of God has the power (laughs) to shape and change our mental life as well. Mental health is such a hot topic in today's society, and I believe to a certain extent it probably should be because we've all kind of lost our minds, all right? I think that that is something that does need to rise to the top, but please listen to me, okay? As a Christian, long before mental health awareness ever became popular in 2023, it was taught and preached and lived in the Word of God. Anxiety is not something new. Depression is not something new. Discouragement, suicidal thoughts, those are not something new. Those are addressed in Scripture. And so for you and I, we must come back to this piercing Word of God that change happens through the Word of God. We must come back to it and say, God, would you please change something spiritually in me? Would you please change something internally inside of me? change my spirit? Would you even attack maybe my finances? Would you, would you shape and, and carve out things that should not be in my physical world? But would you also go to work on my mind? Would you please show me how your word can pull the thoughts that should not be in there, the intents that I think that I need to take and act upon? Would you discern what is right, what what is wrong, what needs to stay and what needs to go? Because the Word of God, if it is truly where change occurs or how change occurs, what we must step back and see is that where it begins to occur is it begins to impact every area of our life. And so here's the question that I want to close with right before we pray. Is if the Word of God is as quick and as powerful as what it says that it is, okay? Now, this is not Joel saying that it's powerful. This is God's Word saying its own power. How much power have you given it in your life? Some people say, well, I want to change my life. I I don't want to deal with this. I I want to experience answered prayer. I I want to find God's will for my life. I want this. I want that. How much power does the Word of God have in your life? If you're just kind of breezing over it, if you're just picking it up here and there, if you're just plopping it open when you come sit in church, watch this. Don't expect true internal spiritual change. Don't expect for your physical world to be impacted. Don't expect for your mental life to change if there's not power and precedent and priority given to the Word of God that's not something that just occurs in the short term it's something that occurs over long term faithfulness i'll close with this illustration just this morning okay knowing what i was going to teach on i walked in the office i got here a little bit early because i was preaching the main service and had a couple things that i needed to knock out before i got done um and so miss nancy was in there and we were talking about uh just some people's health in our church and our church family And it seems like that right now there's several in our church and um, relationships of people in our church who are dealing with some mental, uh, some elderly people dealing with mental illness, dementia, Alzheimer's, all of that stuff. And she was talking about her her mother-in-law who had gone through some of those same things. And she said, but you know what? She said, my husband could walk into her room and she wouldn't even know that he was her son. But I want you to listen to this. She said, and I've heard this time and time again, but it was amazing to see with my own eyes that she always could remember and recall the things of God's word. I'm not sure how many of you have gotten to be around an older Christian whose maybe mind is beginning to struggle. They can forget everything else in their life. They can forget their own kids. They can forget their own spouses. They can forget everything that's going on in this world but the Word of God stays in their life. And here is my fear, and I'm just speaking candidly to the generation in this room. I wonder if God gives this generation 70, 80 years on this earth, I wonder what will be on our minds on our deathbed. Will we have so saturated our life with the Word of God that as we lay there and can for remember nothing else, that we can still remember the Word of God. I don't think that when we lie on our deathbed and maybe our minds are beginning to go and our health is beginning to go, I don't think that we'll lay there and remember our favorite show on Netflix. I don't think that we'll remember the kayaking memories. Okay, there you go kayaking reference for the month, okay? I don't think that we'll lay there and remember our favorite coffee shop. I almost wonder if we will have anything to recall unless we recall and saturate our lives with the power of the Word of God, which is timeless. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, my prayer for you today is that you would begin to experience that change that only comes from the Word of God. May it impact you spiritually, may it impact you relationally, may it impact you physically, and may it impact you mentally. I have no doubt in my mind that there's people in this room that your mind is just burdened. It's exhausted, it's tired, it's full, it's anxious, it's depressed, whatever. The Word of God has help for that. There's some of you that your physical lives, you need to see something turn around in it. The Word of God has help for that. And so what power have you given the power of the Word of God? With every head bowed and every eye closed, let's pray and we'll ask the Lord to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us today as we, as we seek to apply these truths. They're so easy to teach and they're easy to listen to, but sometimes they are hard to apply to our lives. Lord, I pray that there would be some young adults in this room and in this church that they would begin now saturating their, their lives with the Word of God. Lord, I look forward to seeing what you have for us 40, 50 years down the road if you allow allow us to tarry here. And so God, may we become consumed with your word. In your name we pray, amen. You are dismissed. I'm gonna run to the 11 o'clock service. Sorry for going long.
0: Okay. well thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint podcast remember to take a moment to subscribe on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and again don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and tell others about this content remember we would love to have you be our guest in person this sunday at 10 a.m at the franklin road baptist church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can connect with us online at frbc.com and we look forward to seeing you again soon.